what we try and do is share a feeling of who we are as a company to be able to attract people that are sort of that want a bit of fun they want to be part of something you know that's changing the way of work i think people want something that is different that helps you open and thrive in foreign markets. This is Tiff here speaking, and today I am happy to talk about culture and most specifically how to transfer a company's culture from the headquarter to the international subsidiaries. And to introduce that topic, very happy to welcome Rebecca Hogefjord, Regional Manager of Oceania at Tim Taylor. Tim Taylor is the 200 people Swedish scale-up that opened the Oceanian market more than three years ago, and Rebecca is leading the team there. She shared with us how her team manages to overcome the challenges brought by a 10-hour difference with the headquarters and how she makes sure that her team down there feels the strong culture of the headquarters that is located more than 18,000 kilometers away. Let's crack on! Thank you so much, Rebecca, for joining. So very happy to have you here at International Corner. How are you doing? I'm doing amazing. Good morning, uh, Tiffany. It's, uh, thank you so much for having me today. Of course. It's going to be so exciting to dig into cultural matters and how you manage to bring together your team and make it part of that bigger Team Taylor organization that's spread out across different continents. But perhaps before digging into today's matter, could you start by introducing yourself for the audience, Team Taylor, and your role there since you started with them? Yeah, definitely. Thank you for that intro. My name is Rebecca Hergefjord. Um, you can hear that I've got a Swedish last name, just like uh, Team Taylor is a employer branding and recruitment ATS, born out of Stockholm, um, Sweden, uh, 2013. And then I moved it down to New Zealand, where I'm from, I'm a Kiwi, 2016, and have um, been working with Team Taylor since 2019, selling and uh, looking after our customers uh, down here across Australia and New Zealand. I'm based in Auckland. Yeah, that, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. And could we, I mean, if you can, of course, but is it possible to share a, a few numbers around the turnover you guys are doing and maybe, I don't know if you have those numbers, but the proportion between international sales and the Swedish sales, because it's a Swedish company, as mentioned? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so Team Taylor is, as I, as I mentioned, was um, started up in 2013 um, as a startup. We're now at a hyper growth stage up in, um, in up in Europe, down in New Zealand in Australia, Oceania, APAC, which we are based out of Auckland. Here we are in a bit of a, a startup period still. We've been in the market for just on three years. So globally, we are a, an amazing team, just over 250 employees 
employees, team members. We've got five team members down in, in Auckland and a growing team up in the US. Um, 7,000 plus customers uh, globally from SMB to um, enterprise uh, large customers across 90 countries, 15 offices, and we're not listed yet, so I can't uh, share too many, too many, uh, wow, <laughs> too, too many uh, figures <laughs> on the rev. <laughs> well, good for yeah. you, and and obviously you are the one that's heading the APAC, I would say, subsidiary. So mainly today, like working with New Zealand and Australian customers, but expanding, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, definitely. That's great, and my questions because. Obviously, and I'm talking from an EMEA and European standpoint, for us, when we think about New Zealand, it is so far away. And right now, as we are recording, uh, it's 11 p.m. for me and it's 9 a.m. in the morning. So we got a 10 hour difference. How do you manage to make it work with the Swedish headquarter? What are the challenges, I would say, that are linked to uh, dealing with the Swedish headquarter? Uh, any, any insights on that? Yeah. Well, thank you uh, for, I'm, I'm drinking my coffee first thing in the morning. Thank you for having me on. It's such, such a late hour of uh, the evening for you, uh, Tiffany. So it, it's all about with the time difference. I think that is something that the whole company has recognised and we've been able to work together with with different areas of the business and, and um, you know, just helping each other out being you know different ways of communicating obviously we use we use slack so um and now there's an awesome uh, function where we can delay all our messages going through so we can uh, keep our mental san- sanity uh, <laughs> that's nice with, 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 <laughs> a nice plug in for a new feature on slack apart from that up until um sort of august last year when i was working um by myself 360 down here you know i, I would have to you know to look at uh, making sure that if I had to have answers from our product team or anything like that, they'd have to be sent away on a um, Friday night because I wouldn't get an answer till Tuesday morning. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, really sort of making sure that I'm forward looking and, and and this is for the customers to get quick answers and all that sort of thing. So that, that's actually one of our biggest challenges, working in two different markets when uh, we're building a team as well. So it's that balance and understanding that we are on the other side of the world from from the heart of the company. <laughs> and how do you manage to do it? Because as you said, sometimes, and that's that's the thing, is that maybe you have a customer requiring immediate attention and then you can get it because, you know, the like uh, Swedish people are actually sleeping at that time. So are your prospects or customers in that situation understanding or do you do like do both of you and people in the Swedish headquarters have to manage hours to do an extra stretch to make it work? Yeah, it is. It is a little bit of a stretch, but you know, in our um, wonderful world of work now, where where it's all changing, has changed in the last couple of years. So I think that balance of knowing, you know, bringing on new people and knowing that we've got a company that's based in Europe, and if you need to do things during the day, you balance it up. So you need to spend half an hour in the evening having meetings. But you know, we we try to keep that in our, our time zone. But it is a little bit like that, and and that's the way we work but it's not compulsory. You know, if there's a meeting in the middle of the night, um, it's recorded, for example, just to keep out of a internal, you know, knowledge piece. But, you know, customers were very clear from the start 
that we do prioritise the, the support. In Europe, we've got, you know, amazing response uh, times of less than three minutes through our chat. And, you know, we are with the growing US team. We've just got a new support person in the US. So we're actually starting to balance out those uh, support, those uh, global time zones for our customers. So it's, you know, it is a real journey to to make sure that we're, we're there for, for our customers with the you know, responding. The, the one thing that I've realised as well was when I first started, um, you know, working down here in the market, I learned quite quickly to have different roles in my hat, um, you know, with, with new sales, looking after customers, supporting them. And I learned a lot about that um, with building up a team now and, and uh, making sure that by the end of the day that uh, when Sweden wakes up at uh, seven, you know, seven o'clock or eight o'clock, that they'll pick up on the support questions from New Zealand, the first thing they do. So that's that internal communication and understanding that we are a growing market and what we want to be able to achieve and that we can't do it for ourselves. We need to be a full team globally. Yep. Completely. And I actually have an extra question uh, based on what you just said. Do when whenever you're selling into Australia, into New Zealand, being a Swedish company, do you feel that uh, customers can have barriers to actually do business with you because they're thinking, oh, the, the support is not going to be local, we shouldn't be dealing with them? Like, do, do you feel that it's actually a barrier at all or not? So what we've done is, it's a great question, what we've done is actually the support, we've said that we pick up the phone if, if a customer, we're, we're emailing, all that sort of thing. We've also got the chat. So the chat is really the only thing that isn't live um, down here in New Zealand and Australia. Um, so the advantage actually is that we do have people, myself and, and the team here locally to support. So we wouldn't leave our customers hanging. I think that's the, the personal touch that we mm-hmm. um, we try to live by. And that, that's actually one of our values as well within Team Taylor <laughs> um, is, is just making sure that if a customer needs help, we answer it pretty much straight away. We're here in our time zone. Within the sales, you know, the sales team globally, we tend to up until now, the sales team up in Europe have been selling to Europe. The you know we've got a team based in, in the US. They're selling to the US. Um, so really, having people on the ground locally is is super key to helping customers, which we're building up at the moment. And I think that's a it's a good learning. <laughs> um, you know, breaking into a new market. That um, you know, building that local team with different you know support sales at the same time. I think um, is key, not just sales. All right. <laughs> All right, so you're basically saying that, yes, it is reassuring for Australians, for New Zealand people to know that there's a local team here so that they know if they have any questions, any problems, there's going to be local support. Yep, 100%. And if you're breaking into new market, I think that's key. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Especially when you have so many hours of time difference between two regions, I think it's... Uh, 100% yeah. necessary, yeah, <laughs> for sure. And obviously, as you mentioned, you've been growing the team. So you started alone doing business and then you started to hire now your five people, I think you said, in mm-hmm. uh, in the local branch over there in APAC. Some of them are based remotely. Some of you are based in Auckland, but some other people are based in other parts, I think, of New Zealand, and perhaps you're also going to hire in other countries in Asia. But how do you manage the balance in between people who can see each other uh, because they are in the same um, 
city and people who are completely re remote. How do you make it work to have this sense of belonging, I would say, in the company? That's a really good question. I think we started off building the um, you know team in New Zealand in Auckland, and now I think you know for the future this year and next year um, the expansion into Australia, getting people on the ground. We're actually quite strategically you know employed someone to work out of Auckland, and then he'll be moving over to Australia actually. So we've built the culture here. We've got to, he's got to know who you know what what the values are and all that sort of thing within the company and then giving that so, he, so he'll be sort of um, moving that way to hit the market there I think you know it's, it's really important to have touch point with the team during the week uh, have a bit of fun we have product cahoots and connect teams that are working remotely with uh, butting them up with new teams in the US to uh, everyone's got different backgrounds you know when they're coming into the company to make sure that we're we're sharing that and, and coming up, up with some um, new innovative ideas on, on how we want to work and just being inclusive you know I think that's that's the biggest thing yeah, so you know we we don't have the the answers to everything, so we're all we're, we're learning all the time, and um, the foundation is actually the culture. You mentioned just before that you guys are going through touch points, um, having different times to really connect together. Could you give us some precise examples so that people who are listening to us can perhaps implement them also uh, in their in their own company? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we, right from the start, when last August, when my colleague Damiana came in uh, as our CSM, we needed to have a, a way of connecting sales and customer success. So we um, we use Notion internally with us uh, at Tim Taylor. So we had a bit of fun and created what we call now um, our campfire uh, huddle on a on a Monday and a Friday mornings. So we we actually catch up with the full team. Very simple. We look at okay what sales are on the go for this month and this week. Um, so we you know really hands on and also with you know onboarding of customers as well so we, we sort of understand each other's world you know what we're working with and giving a voice to uh, to everybody as well and what's as well as just saying hi you know in the morning good morning you know uh -huh. you get a cup of coffee in your hand and and uh, how are you feeling and just that well-being side of things as well I think that campfire huddles um, and that's it's only half an hour sometimes it draws out but also on a Friday, we, you know, we do, a, you know, have a bit of fun with product cahoots as well, sort of customise those up to uh, make sure they're on top of the new features that are being um, pushed out onto Team Taylor every week. And we just make it a fun way of uh, learning um, pretty much. And we're all pretty competitive. So uh, when we had the product cahoot with uh -huh. the US the other day, New Zealand came on top. So we, 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 we were very happy about that, <laughs> our little country. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that's the sort of thing we're, we're doing. What you mentioned, the one with the product cohort, like it includes everybody. So even people from the US and from the Swedish team, or is that just for the APAC region? Yes. So when we had the uh, the first people product connect with the US team, that was just with the US because it's a good time zone. Actually, we we found a really good time that works for both of us. But then as a as a full company, we have full company meetings as well, um, where everybody jumps in and and we see everybody and all that sort of thing. So and as I mentioned before, you know we're over two hundred team members now. So 
it's good to, to see everybody on screen there and and can chat away and send some emojis and <laughs> uh-huh, <laughs> that nice. sort of thing. And that's just a work in progress as well. You know, we're, we're testing stuff out. We've got any other ideas that come up to be able to connect our um, our teams together. We just give it a go. But from the feedback we had that we tr- tested that out last week, everybody's like, yeah, we want another one, you know, as soon as possible. So, yeah, and just using, you know, breakout rooms on Slack and, and with snail scenarios and just to be able to connect and, and um, understand different ways of selling as well, techniques. All right. You have also some, uh, I would say, like non-work-related times where you guys connect just to have fun, basically, or just to talk. Mm, yeah, definitely. What actually happened at the end of last year, New Zealand um, was in lockdown for four months. And Damiana, my CSM, she um, we ended up um, having a bit of a, a connect and, and looking over the Rangitoto volcano in Auckland and, and doing some outdoor Pilates. It was uh, it was very good. So we actually need to, to start doing that again, I think. <laughs> ah, definitely. Yeah. All right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so if I understand well, so obviously people find time to connect uh, between uh, sales, customer success, etc. So different type of times. You have also what you call campfire huddle, so that there's a catch up twice a week, right, on uh, Monday and Fridays. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have like product cohorts, and uh, you have also like times where you manage to connect with the US team because they have the same, uh, obviously, I mean, not the same uh, time zone, but you manage more easily with uh, with the two different ones, uh, and. Yeah. Every time you can uh, do outdoor things, you try to get together outside of just working. Yeah, and and just you know get the competitiveness. Um, you know, us, yes. us Kiwis are pretty pretty competitive. The one sport we haven't tried yet, and they're just about to launch, is uh, which apparently is big in Europe, is paddle. We're, we're looking at. I'm, I'm dying to try that out with the team. So yeah, we're we're a pretty sporty uh, team, and and we like to uh, to get out there and and learn new things as well from each other. So just what you mentioned, obviously, culture culture is very important, and I think this is an aspect that every company's tried to get right, and as as much as you're trying to expand, that's that's the danger, I would say, to to keep this culture, to bring it to every branch so that you can have the HQ feeling, but then make it local. And I guess that's what you've been trying to do all along. And actually, I'm kind of curious because we've talked about your team in APAC, and perhaps I can get to that example of the person that you just onboarded. You said you are going to have him a few weeks in the Auckland office so that he can get the feel of the company and then get out there and hit the ground. And I think that's uh, a great thing to, to do. Would you say that as you're onboarding people in APAC, do you feel that people get that Swedish vibe from the headquarter through you and through what you can convey? Or I don't know if you have initiative with people actually connecting mm. with people from mm. the from Europe. Like, How does that work? Like, Do people in APAC mm. feel that they belong to a Swedish company? Yeah, you know, I, I think that's it, that's super important. I mean, we right from you know when we start recruiting and you know looking for for new uh, talent and, and people to join our teams, we bring in people from the UK within uh, Team Taylor or Stockholm in the recruitment process right from the start, and to be able to for a potential person to join the team to really. Get, give and take, you know, for them to be able to ask some questions about the wider team already at that stage. I think that's super important. And then once 
once they are, you know, joining the team, um, we buddy them up with, you know, other salespeople within Europe and, and now the US for them to to connect and go, oh, okay, how are you feeling about the culture and, the, and, and working for Team Taylor and, and, you know, just trusting that we've done the right thing, you know, the right steps to, to uh, introduce and onboard our teams. We can always, always do better probably, but, you know, we are trying to introduce, you know, the people first and, do it a bit, wee bit differently. You know, there's opportunities internally, you know, at, at uh, Team Taylor as well. We would make that work to be able to to, to cross over that, bring people uh, down to Australia, New Zealand, APAC, who's got the knowledge of the company and, you know, to be able to connect the culture as well. We have a, um, a full company trip coming up in September, which uh, will be going up to Europe as well as a team uh, from, from New Zealand and Australia. The US is coming um as well so that'll be amazing to connect our people up and, and uh, get a, a really good feel of the uh, the company out of the, the HQ in Stockholm. <laughs> That's amazing and how do you attract I would say local candidates to work for a Swedish company what's in it for them? I don't know why an, an Australian person uh, wants to work from Team Taylor instead of working for an actual Australian or It's a great question. I think what we try and do is share a feeling of who we are as a company to be able to attract people that are sort of, that want a bit of fun, they want to be able to um, use their skills and be part of something, you know, that's changing the way of work with our modern platform, you know, which is a bit of a point of difference in the market. I think people want something that is different. It is not something that's based in their local market. Some people want that. Some people don't. I think it's finding those people that go, okay, I'm really curious. I really want to learn about, you know, a company that's based up in Europe. Um, I've got opportunity here. And I think through, you know, advertising and and through video and, and our content, And we get to show who we are and, and, and it's a bit of a point of difference with attracting local people but working for a Swedish company. And saying that, though, it comes back to the people. You know, we're growing a team here. So you've got the local um, part, but you've got the global, you know, the international side of things as well. We're an you know, international team, but, a glo you know, a local team that uh, we know our local customers and, you know, partners as well in the market. You know, in touching on that, we've got partners that are local as well, Australia, New Zealand, but they're working globally as well within the tech space. So um, we're working together to, um, to to grow together. Yeah, I think, you know, the world is just getting a lot smaller as well. So it, it's, it's that local, international, if, and so many people, I think, generally have travelled, you know, so, so they're curious. And I think with... The key a little bit as well, and I do want to plug this in a, a little bit about um, starting up teams, you know, in different um, markets as well, like um, Oceania, New Zealand, Australia, or the US, is that I am Swedish and, and a Kiwi as well, you know, so I have got a little bit of, quite a bit of pride about, you know, the, the Swedish uh, way of things, and we try to integrate, you know, what we call fika, is coffee and a, and a Swedish cinnamon bun, and, I, and, and I've already... <laughs> I've already introduced that to the to the team. Oh, nice! Here. Very nice. Uh, so, and they're like, "I'm sold. <laughs> I should have, should bring it to a mate." 
face-to-face interviews if I'm going to do them. <laughs> um, and um, so in the US as well, my, my friend Joseph, he's leading up the sales there. He was uh, he moved from the um, HQ in Stockholm over to the US as well. So he's got that feeling of who we are. And, you know, I think that sort of goes through, you know, when we recruit as well and, and looking for, for great people. I think this is fantastic what you just said, and it all comes back to the same topic we've been discussing since the beginning, culture. Basically, what you're saying is that, yes, you have differences and you play with it. You play with it and you actually make it a point to attract people. And if people come, uh, that's because they want that, right? They Like they're curious. They, they want to work for an international company. They want this culture that you have created, you know, with with everyone and that's actually... I would say sweat within your content, videos, etc. So when people come, they know what to expect, and and that's what they want, actually. Yep, hundred uh, percent. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. We're 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 on a journey, a unique journey, and we're all in it together. We're um, we're really excited to to see what happens um, in the next couple of years. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean it's gonna be so exciting. It is growing so fast, and uh, I'm sure you guys are going to kill it down there in, in APAC, in the US, etc. Uh, et but great future ahead for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> All right. So now it's time to go to the last section of every episode, which is called the Oops, My Bad Time. Whoops, my bad. For those who are tuning in for the first time, it's a few minutes at the end of each episode for each guest to share one big mistake or one setback that has occurred during the country opening journey, I would say so far. And the idea is that hopefully listeners are, are not going to repeat the same mistake and can learn from that. So Rebecca, do you have a, an example for us <laughs> to share? Thanks, Tiffany. Everybody knows if you don't make a mistake, you don't learn. So um... Exactly. <laughs> I think right from the start, going into a new market, it's pretty hard to bring in more people when you, you, you're growing in a market and growing, you know, um, customers and, and sales and all that sort of thing. But I think working sort of 360 and, you know, with new sales and, and supporting and customer care afterwards and all that sort of thing, possibly we shouldn't, I shouldn't have done it so long. <laughs> I should have brought in people a lot quicker to support our customers and because you sort of get to a point where you actually start stop growing as well because with I found that I'd go from month to month and one month I'd be selling new sales and then not having time to, you know, in another month I'd be implement, implementing our customers. So that curve would go up and down, up and down, you know, and so having someone else coming in at an earlier stage to work as a you know within customer success yeah so I think that would be sort of my my learning a little bit you know going into a new market I would probably a lot quicker bring have sales and customer success you know coming in a lot earlier to work together mm-hmm. and go to market I think but saying that you know we were we were jumping into a very uncertain um, period of time in the last two years so we were sort of just getting a feel of if Temptator was hitting the market, which it has, and now we're um, at the point where you know we are growing the team out of sales and a customer success perspective. So I think out of that tech, doing that quicker, because I sort of worked um, between February 2019 to August 2021, that 360 bum, you know, in our time zone as well. I think a huge learning would be to 
if we were in a normal market without any disruption, I'd probably, you know, that would be the first hires as well as, you know, building a sales team up. But it's more of a learning than a big mistake. But um, yeah. I think it's uh, it's actually not some, I mean, it's not such an easy decision to make because at the beginning, you always want to balance your risks and hiring is important, but then I'm thinking if you start hiring too soon as well, then you might be uh, afraid of uh, having too many expenses afterwards compared to what you're actually getting in. But for sure, in your case, at least it feels that perhaps, yes, sooner, uh, that's actually a great learning. And uh, it's just every story is different. So you always have to define what is the precise point where I'm, I'm telling myself, okay, now is the time I need to do it. Yeah, that's right. I think with the uncertainty, you know, uh, within the you know last couple of years, um, that's where it's sort of um, been. You know, we twenty the start of twenty twenty, we were sort of all you know uh, ready to sort of uh, really uh, go to market one hundred percent. My uh, friend Shaheen from London, uh, who started up the office up in in, um, in the UK, uh, he came down to New Zealand and met some of our customers as well. And, you know, and then we just sort of pulled back a little bit and said, oh, we just need to um, figure out what's going to happen in the market uh, globally for a couple of months. And so it's the times now. (laughs) The times now. Let's go. (laughs) That's great. That's great. I'm sure you are going to have all a fantastic time. And in any case, thank you so much, Rebecca, for all your insights today. It was very interesting to understand from your perspective how you deal with having HQ based in Sweden and actually have like this global company because you're spread out in different continents and how you manage to bring the culture within your team. I guess I just have to tell you now until next time. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tiffany. Taksamika. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> have a good day. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> and that's a wrap. Thank you so much for staying here until the end. If you like the episode, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform to not miss the next one. And feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn, Tiffany Leroux, to share your feedback or give me your suggestions for future guests in my podcast. See you in two weeks.